The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast, everybody. We've got a great guest today. His name is Steve Gamlin. So, Steve, you know how I kind of do my podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself and what you do to our audience today? Thank you, Max. Yeah, my name is Steve Gamlin. I'm known as the motivational firewood guy. I am a speaker. I am an author of several books. And biggest thing is creator of the Vision Board Mastery Learning Program, helping people to see their goals, become the people they need to be to achieve them, and then create their action plan to get there. And by the way, do it all with humor along the way. Yes, he does. And I can attest to that. You probably might hear our old men jokes in this episode. This today, (laughs) both of us are struggling from some back issues. But you know, the cool thing, like Steve said, is that at least we could see the humor in it. And and it's not going to stop us from having a great episode today. So um, thank you so much for for coming on and, and being a guest, Steve. I know we've tried this before due to no fault of your own. Uh, because of my scheduling, or as they say in our old age, my brain farts. But I'm so happy to have you as a guest, you know, today, especially you, my brother, because you're like one of the my closest friends that I've known for like, what, we're going on 11 years now. Like we've known each yeah. other on our journey since the beginning of entrepreneurship or whatever you want to call it. And you've helped me through a lot of issues that I've gone through and vice versa. As you know, as some of the audience may not know, I used to drive two hours to work and some of my best ever conversations were with this man that we have today, the motivational firewood guy, because we would mix it with some seriousness and definitely, like he said, lots and lots of humor. And he helped me get through that long Orange County traffic many, many times. And, and but like I said, we've had many serious talks and, and look at we are over here almost 11 years later. We're still friends. Our friendship has grown stronger every year. Um, Steve is when one of those guys that... um was there when I went through some tough times in my life. But yeah, Steve, give give the audience, you know, some of your struggles that you have gone through because I don't want to give it away because every time I think about us and then especially when I think about and I see your vision board master, I think of that picture of of you and Chris with him with the nail gun like reconnecting, you know, after and doing that stuff. But but give the audience, let them hear about your journey in this thing we call life. The life journey started when I was about probably nine or 10 years old. And I saw this TV show called WKRP in Cincinnati. And if you're younger than 30, (laughs) go Google it. It was about a fictional radio station. And there was this DJ on there. His name was Dr. Johnny Fever. And the guy wore jeans and t-shirts, scraggly hair, wore sunglasses indoors and played records for a living. And it 
you know, nine, 10 years old, I said, I want to do that someday, but I also wanted to be a teacher, but not in a classroom setting. I want to teach other people, but I wanted to use humor and music and style and, and educational entertainment to get my point across. And in my early 20s, I wound up on the radio for about 10 years, worked 15 years worth of hours, burnt myself into the ground. And in the early 2000s, with a couple of very, not very well thought out decisions, walked away from my radio career. My first marriage ended in divorce and I was basically near bankrupt at age 35. And out of the ashes of that came my speaking career. Became a speaker, became a stand-up comedian, did that for seven years, and have released a couple of books. And even through the 17 years of journey, it's had highs and lows, but no low has ever made me want to quit because this is the culmination of everything I wanted when I was a kid. I get to do it all. And uh, the photo you mentioned, our brother, our mutual brother, Chris Whitehead, has been a great coach and a mentor and a dear friend to me over the years. And a couple of years ago, he found me in kind of a low spot. I had created the Vision Board Mastery Program. I had cobbled together this website to deliver it online. It wasn't pretty. It barely worked. And it got hacked by Chinese porn and got shut down. And a couple oh. months after that, Chris called me. He goes, hey, brother, we haven't talked in a while. How's that vision board program? And I said, dusty. He said, what do you mean? I said, literally, I'm looking, dude, at the last copy I have. It's on my shelf covered in dust. And I told him the whole story of the website and everything. And he introduced me to our, uh, our mutual friend, the recently dearly departed Lonnie Robinson, who helped me put it all back together and create this digital foundation. And uh, we recently lost Lonnie and Chris and I reconnected again. And he said, brother, I think it's time you join Apex. And here we are again on the upswing of an amazing career coming out of COVID and just aiming for that next high spot. And, and that's how we roll. Like you said, are one of our brothers, right? And like you and I, all, and all four of us actually met around the same time. And, yeah. and you know, kind of similar, like you put your vision board. I remember when you were getting that together back then, and then it kind of got put on the shelf, just like my book, right? Like I, yeah. I got the, the it was funny because the same story, right? Because I had done the outline with Chris, and then I disappeared on him. And like you, he goes, hey, bro, we haven't talked. Well, mine took a tragedy to bring us back to kind of together, but I let him know what happened. And he goes, now it's the time to get, and you know, him and Lonnie at the same time, were like, now the time to get your book out in and look at us here, like 10 years later, like we are on the upswing, even through this COVID, you know, and through struggles, like the best thing for me, and I think you'll agree is that we've had each other to run things by and basically be like family to each other, right? They call it family of choice. And it's been cool to watch, you know, Steve grow in his business because I watched him redo it. Like I'm talking from like redoing his basement to from scratch, redoing his studio. It, it's just been awesome to watch. And, you know, and then you went through something similar, like right after I lost my mother. So that I think even bonded us more. You lost your father and we we connected even closer because we know, you know, we didn't even have to say anything, but we knew what we were going through. So. Like, what was that like? Like for me, even though that, let's say it sucked, right? It still yeah. launched me into doing something different and to becoming better at, as a human being and to help other people, which it did for you. So let them know about like that part because not too many people, you know, do what we did. We actually grew. Some people don't, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, the greatest gift you can give to yourself is to understand, especially when you lose somebody close to you. And my dad and I were, we were, we didn't even call each other dad or son. It was bud. You know, I'd walk into the house. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. And every time we, we 
parted. It was, see you, bud, see you, bud. Right. And, you know, it's funny because just as his health was really starting to decline in 2018, uh, my wife, Tina, and I had just bought this house. And my first recording studio was actually in my dad's basement. We took a quarter of his basement, which is huge. And we built together in the early 2000s, my first recording studio. And we were winging it the whole way. As I <laughs> learned something, I translated it to him to carpentry language and we built it. And I started building this recording studio in our new home shortly after he passed away. I was planning it, planning it. And all of a sudden I realized, holy crap, this is the first carpentry project of my entire life that I've done without him. And it was a test to see if I've been paying attention all these years. And so the only music I played while I was working was the stuff he and I listened to, which was our favorite oldies, 50s and 60s music. So there was oldies cranking up. It was just like he was here because, of course, he was. And as I'm doing each thing, I look up and I go, all right, bud, how would you do this? And I'd sit there and ponder it for a second. And I'd come up with the way dad would have done it. And I think he'd be proud as hell of this recording studio, especially there's a window up there boxed for the basement window looking outside and the first time i framed it it was a little bit crooked and i just said ah screw it close enough and then i heard my dad's voice you gonna leave it like that bud yeah ah <laughs> oh, crap and i look up and i started laughing and i fixed it and i'm so glad that i did because now it's perfectly level and it's because it would bother me to look at it every day so, so keeping the memory and the lessons in the spirit of all these people alive is the greatest gift you can give to yourself because it shows you what they taught you and in, in that they're not really gone. I mean, my favorite picture ever of me and my dad is in front of me every day on the desk over there at my mixing console here in the recording right. studio. So I, I talk to him every day. I come down here, I sit down, I go, hey, I miss you, bud. And it's just, you know, you plug in. Yep. So if you can honor those people and bring them on your journey, gosh, everybody in my all my speaking audiences know stories about me and my dad. And, and that's the best gift you can give, not only to yourself, but to the memory of that person. Absolutely. And you know your dad's smiling down on you and, and fist bumping you because you listened. And he's up there smiling. He goes, he did listen. You know, and look what he's yep. doing now. I do the same thing, bro. I like I have conversations of, with my mom, you know, where I'm either teasing her with her about her accent. And you know what I mean? She used to get so she would laugh and then she would get mad. And then, you know, or I'm talking to my brother or my sister, you know what I mean? Like the best thing that we could have done is kept going and keep plugging because, you know, if they were alive, they would be like, what are you doing sitting on your butt? Not on my watch get up and go do something, you know? And like I said, even though there's been some challenges, it's brought all of us closer together, you know, especially like you said, Chris and yourself and me and Brian K. Wright. Now we're all members of Apex, which is cool because it's only up from here. It doesn't matter, you know? And, you know, and that, that's what got me through my, as you know, my recent surgery, right? Is I prepared, you know what I mean? I did those things that they teach us in, in our network because I didn't want to be that guy like I got to tell you, the first PT guy that said, hey, we got to get up and walk, right? So he looked at some sign that was maybe less than 20 feet away. He says, we're just going to walk there. And I said, no, we're going to walk the whole floor. And he looked at me like, he goes, you just got out of your, your surgery. And I go, look, man, he goes, I said, excuse me. Um, I go, I don't want to be that guy that's afraid to go to the bathroom. Because he said, he goes, most guys your age are usually out of shape. They didn't prepare. And they don't even want to go to the bathroom because they're in that much pain. I said, no, nah. I all you had to tell me was this prevents blood clots and my butt's getting up because I don't want to be that guy. So I walked around the whole floor that day. I remember I was down for the count after that, but at least it's like all these things we've talked about you and I over the past 10 years, you know, as recently as actually the last 
five years, you know, that we get to put it all together and we get to grow with each other. And you could have done the same thing, but you chose not to. That's why I said our parents are proud of us. They're up there smiling because they're like, yep, your dad goes, there's my bud, you know, and my mom's up there going, there's my boy, you know, they're, he's doing his podcast and he, he wrote a book. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want it any other way. Like I can't imagine quitting. I, one, I got you. I know I would get that call or I'd get those texts or I would get that. Let me tell you audience, this is, you're going to laugh, right? So I know when Steve's thinking about me because he'll leave me a message on, on messenger of his births. That's our little thing there. That means he's thinking of me. So, but we got to give the backstory of that. That was back. Yeah, give, I was going to say, you give him the backstory. We, it, it's not just that I'm a very disturbed individual. Back a couple of <laughs> years ago, when Max's book, Fearless Happiness, first came out, he worked with Chris and then also with Brian K. Wright, our mutual brother, uh, to get the book out. And then they were talking about uh, the audio version of the book. So Lonnie, our other brother, reached out to me and goes, hey, man, would you be the voice of Max's book? And I said, oh, man, I'd be honored because I got the recording studio. I do voiceover work. And so Brian sent me the whole book. And then you had called and asked me a couple of questions or something. And I said, look, the next time you bother me, if I'm not done recording the book yet, I'm on a shotgun, a six pack of Dr. Pepper, burnt my way through the whole book and not edit any of them out. <laughs> and you laughed and you didn't bother me anymore. Nope. And so I now every once in a while, because I have a show on a radio station over in England every week and I'm recording for a couple hours, if I would burp during the recording, I would isolate it and I would email it the audio file of the burp to you because it's a way to say, hey, Max, I don't know how your day's going, but I want you to laugh and just know I'm thinking about you. And of course, there was only one really embarrassing time that you played one of them out loud. <laughs> oh. Right on hands-free in one of your board meetings at your last facility that you worked at. You oh, said, oh, that's from right. my brother, Steve. He's so positive. Y'all got to hear this. And it was a burp. Yeah, I was actually talking with a client. We were in a serious, that made my client laugh too. And I said, see, you know, we can't take life so serious. I mean, we, we can't take ourselves so serious. I go, you got to listen to what, this is my friend who lets me know he's thinking about me. And like, I put it on speaker and everybody heard my buddy Steve go, <laughs> and they all started laughing. But it was cool because in the middle of a serious situation, we all got to laugh and, you know, they appreciated it. I appreciate it because like, I don't like to be so serious all the time. I mean, all of us can do it, right? But um. Yeah, it was perfect timing. So, you know, what I like to do with my guest, Steve, is, you know, you know, I named, well, you were the, the voice of my book, right? Fearless Happiness. Um, I put the Y in happiness, but I like to ask my guests, so what does fearless mean to you? And how does that show up for you every day? Because I know there's days just like me where we can get into fear and we don't want to do stuff. But see, we all run with people that say, F your fear, keep going. So how does that, how does fearless show up for you in your, in your life today? Every day that I get up and I do my thing, which is visualization and positivity and humor, every time I do it my way and I just put it out there, I'm having a good day, I put out a post or a video or a Facebook Live or a radio show, or I come on and do be a part of somebody's show. If I'm feeling really down, really low, struggling with imposter syndrome or have no money in the bank or just feeling down or I'm not worthy, still put the message out. I actually shared something earlier today that said on your high days and your low days, just be brutally honest about yourself with the world. And if you can do that and not hide on the days where you've got fear or you're feeling unworthy, and, and I shared this earlier today, the notes you take and the things you share on your absolute worst days are going to show you what to do on your best days. So if you go out there and just be fearless every day, just let the world know, hey, this is me. 
you know, I was only able to do this today or I'm feeling this way today. Well, okay, but don't be afraid to put that out there. Don't let the world just see you when everything is glitter and rainbows. Let the world see you when you're standing ankle deep in crap. Right. You're going to be more real. And it goes back to a couple of years ago, I got challenged to do a Facebook Live every day for 30 days. Now, at the time, this is July 2018. I had never done a Facebook Live and I, I was scared to do it because I can come down here in the studio and get my camera and my lights and put together a nice Hollywood production. Holy crap. Steve nailed it. He was perfect. Yeah, all the pieces on the cutting room floor. Steve wasn't perfect. So I was afraid to go live. And an old friend said, brother. I'll give you a question to answer. You go answer it. And then you get the hell off Facebook Live if you're scared. And I did about five minutes and clicked off. And uh, I said, holy crap, that was fun. It was exciting. It was scary because it was live. But it was thrilling because I got to just be real and didn't think about anything. Yeah. I just threw myself out there and I wound up doing all 30 days and have never stopped doing the Facebook Lives. Right. So just be fearless. And, and just whatever you think your fear is, take one step beyond it like a fence. Open the gate and just take one step because you can get back to safety quick enough. But damn, the view is good when you're on the other side of the fence. So exactly. yeah, keep thinking of it that way and yep. you'll be okay. You realize very few people have died from what we think we're afraid of. Exactly, right? Usually a lot of it is in our own head. And until mm -hmm. we overcome that, you know, and like you said, it doesn't have to be something huge, right? It's just that one step beyond what you did before. Couldn't have said it better myself. That was awesome. I remember when you did that live in the rain about the vets, right? And I know Kristen oh. still talks about that. That was, talk about, not rain, that was snow. It was, it was actually a blizzard. I'll never forget it. It was, it was yeah. January 29th, 2019 in our driveway. Yep. And you yeah. got some of the most views I've ever seen. It went viral. And that talk about overcoming a fear. And this, like, that was some serious authenticity that I saw that day. Like, I can still go back and find it and, and watch it. But yeah. Steve I do. And I get just as emotional as I did that night. And the funny part was yeah. I actually did it twice, not because I wanted it to be perfect, but because there was so much snow on the screen of my phone. Right. When I finished the first time, <laughs> I accidentally deleted it. And then a friend of mine reached out, one of my vision board coaching clients. Hey, Steve, I wanted to share that video. Oh my gosh. I was crying watching it and thinking I was crying making it. Right. And she goes, but the video's gone. I'm like, what? And I, all the snow and I go, oh crap. <laughs> back out in the driveway in the blizzard, wave my arm for the motion light to come on, take two, and got just as emotional. And it got a, uh, 9,000 views in 11 days. Yeah, that was crazy. For me, is viral. And that's, you know, and that's what helps me, you know, when I saw you do stuff like that. That's how we push each other. Sometimes we don't even know it, but that's how we know it. That's our brothers are putting our hands out. Hey, if I can do it, I got you. Just go do it. So that leads me into the next question. Like I like to ask my guests, knowing that I put the why in happiness, right? Because I still get it to this day. Everybody goes, you spelt it wrong. What was that about? I go, there's a reason and you'll figure it out. Read my book, right? So knowing that I put the why, and since you're a big part of my book, uh, let the audience know what happiness means for you, knowing that that why is there. It's funny that you have a why in happiness because I have a why in the word inspire. I-N-S-P-Y-R-E, which is the license plate on my car. So we got that right. for us. Uh, happiness for me is, is at the end of the day, seeing that I've left as many situations as possible, even if it's just one with laughter, a smile, a good feeling, a good emotion. And if I can be a part of that, 
that actually is what makes me happy every day. I mean, if I was stuck alone at home all day, I could still be happy, but it's more fun when I have a connection with another human being. And it's, and it's just like a little bit rubs off, but like that old saying goes, a candle loses none of its light when it lights another candle. And doing that every day makes me so happy seeing that I can have an impact on somebody. Even if it's just a social media post and somebody goes, oh, Steve, how did you know I needed that today? And I always say the same thing. Hey, hey, I needed it, but I'm glad it had value for you too. That makes me happy. Knowing that I can have an impact and create something that not only brings me joy, but also brings other people joy. And that's, that's why I miss being on stage so much because I, I get those- to make hundreds of people at a time happy in a moment. And I really miss that. Yeah, from what I hear, the whole country is going to be opening up soon because as you see, they're like Vegas is fully open now. I know other states are fully open. You know, I know California is getting ready. I just saw the news today where they're getting ready to fully open California again. I know they're opening schools after summer. Schools are going to be fully open again. So it'd be cool to see you get back on stage. And like I always said, you know, and I can't wait to join you on stage when we all get to do it together. Steve does touch a lot of people. If you've seen some of his testimonials of his clients, like there's some amazing results he gets his clients. Like the the lady that wanted to, wanted to take her husband on a what's like a safari, correct? And then you yeah. had a couple other things that have happened. So, yeah. but I'll let people under you know. I appreciate you being on the show, Steve. So if people wanted to get a hold of you and mm-hmm. they want to do your vision board mastery program, let them know how they can get a hold of you. Easiest way is to go to motivationalfirewood.com. And if you go over on the products page, the Vision Board Mastery Program is there. And on the main page, there's actually a free webinar because in case anybody's going, what the heck is this visualization thing? I went to a vision board party once. It didn't work. You'll also see on the product page, a t-shirt line that says, friends don't let friends attend vision board parties. I, <laughs> I was going to tell you. you I'm, gotta I'm tell not them. a big fan of those. You know, it's something, <laughs> but it's not much. So, but yeah, motivationalfirewood.com is the place to get everything. And of course, if people have questions, reach out to me anytime, send me a message through the website. And I I love having conversations with people that say, here's where I'm at. Here's where I want to be. What can I do in between? Because that is my sweet spot, both with individuals and entrepreneurs, but also we're starting to do this inside of companies with company teams now, which is amazing to watch. When you see people who've been working alongside each other for years, the fabric of relationships lifts an entire team. It's, It's absolutely powerful to watch. Steve, I appreciate you being on and being a guest. Finally got to do this with you. Any last words you have for our audience in regards to your program or, or anything? What I'd love to end with is one of the lessons from one of my grandfathers. He said, leave at least one situation a day better than you found it, whether it's through a kind word, an act of kindness, supporting somebody, cheering somebody on, just somehow leave at least one situation a day better than you found it. Not for a thank you, not for reward, but just because you saw the opportunity, the biggest winner in that whole equation is probably going to be you. And you won't realize it until afterward, but it's a pretty amazing ride when you go into every day and say, I want to leave just one situation better than I found it. If your first excuse is, I don't have any money, next time you go shopping, rescue an abandoned shopping cart, put it back in the corral or bring it to the store. It's what I call shopping cart rodeo. It's my favorite free game to play. And every time I do it, I smile. That's awesome. Thank you, sir, for uh, coming and being a guest. I truly appreciate you. I just keep looking forward more to this journey we call life together. And I I so appreciate you doing life with me. I'm grateful for you, my friend. And um, yeah, I can't wait to, as they see in our group, can't wait till we really get good. Yes, sir. 
Thank you, Max.